Well, them boys were at it again. Without me. But I were off having my own adventure, and you'll hear all about it here soon enough. Do you worry? Hmm. Where were we? Um, ah, ah, yes. Tilly and Oyas had found the Aspen tribe home abandoned. And after searching about, Chief Aslanessa and Sailing of the Oak discovered a voice calling for help from the Misty Vale. But that were impossible, you say. Sure a thousand foot drop into Lake Fenor, you say. One step and you'd be nothing but fish food, you say. <laughs> but nay, with a creepy forest magic, Lunessa pierced through the mist and discovered a floating piece of land just ten feet away. Were a path through the heavens, or in Elvish, a Mineltier. After a few feats of strength, and a rune stone reactivated, Telnius and the group landed safely on the other side. Surrounded, of course, by a grove of trees. And I'll give ye three guesses as to what type of tree it were. As the five of you land on this final platform, you realize this platform is much larger. It is more circular. And although the clouds create the veil around it to the left and right, you can see up to the sky above you. The moon shines down and reveals about 60 feet away begins a grove of aspen trees much thicker than the one that laid dead back at the tribe. This, these aspen trees seem to be alive and growing and sustained. You've got to be kidding me. Do we see any signs of recent activity, like foot traffic or... Give me a perception or survival check. I'll do survival... Are we in a floating forest now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, 16. 13 on survival. And was yours perception? Uh, survival. Oh, nice. Yeah, you 
realize no one has come this way for a while, but very faint amount of footprints looking to be no more than a half dozen, right, have have trekked through here in the past month. Okay. But recently, there's not really any evidence of anyone coming through. So this isn't a heavily trafficked area, as you could have guessed, probably. But they all lead into the center of the grove of trees in front of you. Yeah, I'm already making my way to the aspens, Mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of analyzing the aspens as I run my hand up and down the bark. As I... Because you'd have to kind of jog forward because the the aspens are 60 feet away so are you making your way that far uh, yeah that's my intention if i've made it there then if i haven't made it there then i'm just walking that way yeah uh who else following yeah I, i'm going follow with well. you too yeah i'll follow as well yeah lunessa and mm-hmm. darius also they'll bring up the rear and i as you lead your group forward there's not really necessarily a path but you put your hand on these aspen trees and you get the sense that these trees have an identical task of protecting similar to what the groves of aspens or how the groves of aspens protect the elder trees. You suddenly feel first... (gasps) then here, rushing through the trees and running toward you, something large. Ayas, as you bring your hand back and maybe even to your weapon, something breaks through the tree line. It is large and moves with this erratic ease as it the first two steps forward, then all four feet, this quadrupedal creature seems to be the aspens come alive. Whoa. Oh my god. The back legs, trunks of aspens, the front legs, trunks of aspens, the head almost animalistic with glowing eyes, a aspen mask with roots and a rock on its back. It looks down on the five intruders into this domain. And Lunessa just says, what is that? Do I, do, can I make a knowledge check? Have I ever sure, seen Sure, try an uh, arcana maybe. All right, 17. 17 arcana. This is some form of awakened tree, hmm. uh, similar to a treant. Okay. Which you have come across before. And tr- do I know whether treants are aggressive treants are neutral this seems controlled by someone so it depends on how this thing is trained or Mm. programmed by its owner i kind of like wave everybody back and i just say give me a second i think i can handle this and then i speak in sylvan to this thing hello we mean you no harm give me a charisma check I guess that's not persuasion. I think that's just straight charisma. And I say yeah to give him aid. 
<laughs> Do no. I get eight? No. Um, I, that's an 11 with charisma. Okay. This thing kind of... The eyes glare down, the glowing eyes, and they kind of squint almost as it leans forward, and it sounds like wood creaking as it leans oh, forward cool. toward you. And its head leans down, and on the very back neck, just barely covered by the mask that comes up almost in a V shape, right? Two tiny blue hands shoot up over from behind the mask, and a head peeks over. And in Sylvan, this small <gasps> blue-haired sprite... Oh my god! ...peeks their oh. head over and says, Um... How did you get here? We have been searching for the Aspen tribe. Um, really just trying to locate them. We mean no harm to anyone here. But my my chiefest Lunessa here has parted the clouds in order for us to make our way onto this path. You seek the Aspen tribe. For what? Simply just to speak with them. And she ducks back behind the mask and she's like thinking and kind of touching her face and her fingers are going quickly. And she comes back up over the mask and says, On what authority do you seek the Aspen tribe? What purpose? And her moth wings kind of flutter behind her, trying to make her look a little bit bigger than she actually is. Yeah. There is a dark force in the land, specifically over the lake, that we are aiming to put an end to. We seek guidance, and we seek help from the mighty green dragon. In Sylvan, I say, the tree transforms from roots into branches, and then from my arm, the band of gold vines just emit all across my shoulder. Roll a persuasion this time. The persuasion. Uh, I take an uh, advantage. Yeah. 16. 16? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her eyes go wide and she looks straight to your Fey Touch mark on your arm. And she says in Sylvan, All right, I guess. I guess there's some folks who you should talk to. Um follow me and she rears this construct right this tr this animated tree creature on four legs rears back and aims back through the grove and makes its way doosh, doosh, doosh. and i turn to everybody else and i'm like i think we're in the clear okay uh, we're gonna we're gonna follow this thing into this forest cool all right lunessa says good work in sylvan <laughs> excellent and well, how does she feel seeing that mark on me? Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> she she says, good work in Sylvan, and then comes up and touches your arm and says, the champion of the sandalwood holds more secrets than I would know. It's been a long journey. And she kind of raises her eyebrows and continues through the forest past you. I stand between you. What y'all talking about? You. It's always you. Oh. Figures. Cutie. 
And Darius kind of brings up the rear. She seems just more amazed at the world around her rather than focused in on a specific mission. She's actually opening up a journal and making drawings and, and writing things. And she looks to be sure-footed. Mm-hmm. Yep. She got those hooves. Hooves. Oh, nice. Hooves. And so mm-hmm. as you continue forward, shouting down from the construct, the sprite says, My name's Juniper. Is she speaking in Sylvan the whole time? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ayas of the Sandalwood Forest. This is my chiefest, Lunessa. And in Sylvan, Lunessa says, Yeah, we we simply come to to check on the Aspen tribe and make sure they are okay. Tell me, what what made them create this new domain? And Juniper kind of thinks for a little bit. She yells down, I don't know. I really feel like there's just a lot going on right now. And... Selvara could probably explain it a lot better than I could, but um, this new floaty island, kind of fun. Can say that again. Plus, they gifted me this new toy, and she like turns the head left, and it turns left, and turns the head right, and it turns right, <laughs> and like kind of stumbles <laughs> a bit, like hits one tree. Is this just a vehicle? What kind of cart is this? Nice wagon. <laughs> and it goes. Do I understand that? It, it doesn't mean anything, but it's unhappy that you called it a wagon. Oh. <laughs> Does it understand me? <laughs> it is awakened. Oh, nice. She says, hey, watch it. Ah, sorry. Teddy is real sensitive about that kind of stuff. Just messing, just messing. Uh, no harm. Wait, no, no. Aspie is real sensitive about <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> I'm just messing around. I don't mean anything by it. I look at Silent and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on yeah. right now. To be fair, you called it a toy, so that's on you. <laughs> and yeah, you guys are hearing this whole conversation happen, and it's basically like people are speaking Welsh next to you. Oh, okay, okay. I was wondering what the language sounds like, but that totally makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. so it's like this really guttural, like archaic kind of Yeah blend of words that seem to river run into yeah. each next And I've letter. probably been bush- butchering it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And Sorry to all you Welsh listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and you are then guided by this guardian creature and juniper through the grove. This collection of aspen trees amongst the floating platform. After a while, the trees break and in front of you is an opening and there is a pool in the midst of the green grass around it at the other end of this circle you do see a few figures in the nighttime light it is harder to make them out at the moment but there are two elves that you see are a bit closer one is the color of fall and the other is they look like an an elf made made from aspen bark like their flesh is of the flesh of a tree right and instead of the black gashes they're more green and their hair is a more greenish color in the middle in this pool uh in front of you you 
see the reflection of the night sky. The two elves are meditating close by the pool, but on the opposite side. And the final figure, as you get closer even, as they begin to stir from their meditation, you realize there is one final elf in the center of a circular slab. Her skin is dark black, like that of the night sky, and her hair is a silvery stardust, and her eyes glow white with cosmic power. She is chanting in an ancient tongue, and from her prayer hands glow a radiant energy that reaches toward the clouds surrounding them, to the left and right. After a moment, Juniper kind of flutters off of the top construct, floating over the pool, and lands on one of the elves' shoulders, stirring them from their meditation. She awakens, looks over, and sees your group approaching the pool, standing next to Aspie, the, the guardian. Is it the Aspen one or the Autumn one? The autumn one is the one she lands on. She whispers into her ear. It is at a distance and you're not sure what she says. But as she awakens, she looks over your group and her eyes meet with Darius. And she smiles and she goes over and stirs the other one awake. And in Sylvan, you hear her say, Go, go and get her awaken her and the aspen fleshed one comes out of his meditation looks over and sees your group and looks up at at the one the autumn one who's just spoken to him and he he kind of nods and frantically stands up he walks over places a hand on the last elf's shoulder then collects the radiant energy around her hands and he begins to take over that now radiant green energy between his hands. As she begins to rise, her eyes no longer glowing, she stands and he sits where she once was, and taking that energy, sends it back out left and right, surrounding them. Can I make an arcana check to assume what is happening? Yeah. Okay. And okay, cool. So that's twenty. So what I think is happening are they kind of controlling the levitation of the the ground? And like, what was your roll again? Twenty. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. It was thirteen plus seven. And this reminds you of back in yep. Falron, the, the druid, yeah, the druid circle yep. making the spring dome. Yep. Of course, there's not as many in number mm. here, but they seem to be holding up the levitation spell. Mm. Uh, the pathway that leads here and it seems to be connecting to the mist that is creating the veil around them Hmm. as well and so I say that to well I say that to the group actually in common (laughs) I think uh, I think the ones sitting in the center of that stone there and meditating with a green aura about them they're the ones holding this levitating earth up that's interesting. I wonder why they would keep all of it held up. Are they waiting for someone? Uh, hmm. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. While they were switching out, the autumn-colored one appears. Her hair, this kind of 
rusty brown just kind of curling out all of her clothes and her flesh kind of resembles a mixture of those orangish reddish hues Hmm. and she has a, a bow and arrow slung on her back and she she approaches your group with juniper this little blue kind of icy sprite right and she speaks in common it's the only way i drink my sprite <laughs> common. Icy. icy cold yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just grab her crush and <laughs> mm, love me some sprite <laughs> blueberry flavored juniper <laughs> juniper flavored and she approaches and she sees the human uh, with the group and she says in common, well, um, what are you doing here? And she's actually giving eyes to Darius and is like, da- like dagger eyes. And Darius is like kind of shrugging. Hmm. She's like, I don't know, they just showed up. <laughs> And so, yeah, she's looking to the rest of y'all. Uh, well... For the listener, all three <laughs> guys are just eyeing each other like... Not right. good. <laughs> Bartom sent us by way of Chief Illithor to check in with the Aspen tribe as we heard rumors that there was something going on here, but we need your aid. And we need to see if Val Serena is still alive. The autumn elf's eyes go wide, and she says, Outsiders have not spoken those names in some time. And just as she says that, the midnight sky skinned elf approaches the pool and her eyes no longer glowing white but you notice that they are a very various shades of white and silver so there's three of them one is autumn colored one is like green springtime colored and one is just a like dark dark, midnight starry sky freckles yes exactly yes and it seems as she grows as she gets closer Along her face are these painted constellations. And she actually continues to walk as her feet go into the pool of water. And she says, You have already intruded. Come, join me now, and I will judge the wantings of your hearts. And she walks into the pool and she begins to take a seat and just waits for the rest of you to join and the autumn elf in front of you all she like leans down to Darius and says she kind of tries to whisper this but she says I didn't I didn't think you would bring so many people and Darius is like I, I couldn't help it what is going on I don't know just get in the pool okay and I so I look at Telnius and Silent, and I'm just like, yeah, uh, I guess we're just going to do it. If we're going to do it, we need to do it bravely. Yeah. All right. I look at Lunessa, and I'm... And Lunessa, she kind of takes her overcloak off, like with furs on the edges, 
and she drops that behind her and begins to walk forward and begins to walk into the pool and you just see her take a deep breath keeping eyes with this um midnight sky elf and takes a seat there seems to be like a rim on the inside of this pool where one could sit and be submerged about up to the chest i start to walk in i follow lunasa yep. i uh, follow Ias. and the band on my arm is still radiating yes golden glow okay yeah juniper flies off of and you can now assume the autumn colored elf is beleth the one who Ballet. Darius spoke of oh, the note oh, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Right? Who said, Come find us. The ambassador. Come one, find yeah. me in the air. Yeah. Um, and the Juniper flies off of Belleth's shoulder and like dives into the waters and comes back up and is doing like backstrokes <laughs> and spitting out water to make a little <laughs> fountain. <laughs> but you can tell like it starts to like steam around her and she like quickly flies back out and was like, Whew. And shakes it off and goes and sit, sits on the edge behind Belleth as she goes in. So as you approach the pool, the midnight elf looks around. And actually, Ias, there's something about them that, like, kind of reminds you of Nyx. Like, their facial features and... Uh, the different the cosmic energy about her like going back to your vision of Nyx you're kind of you have this sense of peace as you wade into the pool and when you get into the pool it isn't like hot tub hot but it is like bath warm Mm. as you walk in and now as the air as the night is cooling down there is just a you know every now and again bits of this misty steam kind of coming off the pool you feel like in this pool there is an energy, a magical energy that kind of pulses through the water. Yeah, as I sit down, I immediately start meditating. And the autumn elf leans forward from the water and she had sat closer to the midnight elf and says, I'm Belleth. Um, I am daughter of Yethvana, who was the offspring of Hathen of the Fairy Circle, one who is in charge of the Aspens. And then she kind of like goes quiet after introducing herself. And then the Midnight Elf says, Yes, and I am Selvara. So you have come here by means of Bartom. What name should I refer to you as? I am Telnius, the White. Um, you may know me as the creator or the architect. I am a reincarnation of him. And she doesn't seem to, like, take a second glance at that, and she, like, looks then to Silen. I am Silen Zalakar of the Oak. And then she nods and she looks over to Ayas. Ayas and Thorn. The young falcon of the Sandalwood tribe. And then she looks to Lunessa. Chiefess Lunessa of the Sandalwood. Humble to be in your presence. And then she looks to Darius. And she Darius begins to speak. And she puts up her hand and she says, 
I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and so she kind of like slinks down into the water a little bit more. And she's sitting like close to Belleth, like, <laughs> um, uh, and then Juniper like springs up behind Belleth, like flying on her little moth wings. Yeah. And she's like, and I'm Juniper. I serve the fairy queen Giffen. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and Juniper's like, oh yeah. And him back there, that's Oranel, the arborist. <gasps> and Salvara says, I am the eldest of the Aspen tribe. I was first created by Nyx. In fact, was her first creation. I stand in her stead and guide us into what I believe to be our final stage. That's what all this is about, then. Yes. We have retreated to put our plans into action. If you have come here for the green dragon, she looks to Telnius, he is not here. They are elsewhere. Finishing business of the Aspen tribe. What type of business would that be? Roll a persuasion with advantage because of your fate touch. They touched. They touched. Coming at you. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 15. Wow. Yeah. I will only say this because what has been put into motion cannot be stopped by ones of your power. But we are utilizing Val Serena to make this world into something new. We hope to utilize the power of the cosmos to remake our world, as this one has failed to live up to our greatest of expectations. So you're going to destroy it? Would you say a seed becoming a sapling destroys the seed? No. Then boom. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> she splashes some water at you. No, she, Because she, it grows into a sapling. It doesn't die between being a seed and a sapling. From what we heard, your plan was to destroy bring about death and decay. I am creating a seed from which something new can grow. Look at the ways of the forest. The greatest of trees grow because that which feeds it dies around it. We have been working toward this for some time as a tribe, but here we are taking advantage of an opportunity that has never presented itself before in such a bold manner. Is fixing this world just far out of our reach? It is not only far from our reach, but impossible to reach. So what are you planning on doing? A rift has been 
made by some powerful meme within Lake Fainor. Perhaps you have seen it on your way here. Aye, someone summoned something quite dark in the lake. Yes. Well, that something has left. But what they left behind is a tear in the very fabric of reality. Can we not close that? Why would you? If the rift could bring about this new world, could help create something as powerful as oblivion, the realm where all began, and yet nothing resides, and could combine the two into something new and more powerful, we could make Severu a new universe. The seed being more powerful than anything that has ever existed in Ainu or any of the realms around us. Who from this world would exist in that one? What do you know of the plane of oblivion? All that I know is it consists of nothing. The end of all. But also the beginning of all. It is short-sighted to only see the end as an end. But if from where we are here on Ainu, we're able to create and grow the rift to envelop this world and make from it something so powerful that it would combine with oblivion. We could grow it and the new universe would be perfect. And you can see this almost like mad glare in her eyes as she imagines this new universe. My eyes kind of get big and I look at Ias and not Synthorn. Silent. Silent. Ias <laughs> and Silent, I'm like, Mm-mm. nah. I kind of like, just like, hey, what the hell? Like, you created these things. Like, yeah, but I don't remember them. Uh, well, yes. Yes, my, my creature, you are correct. And as I'm saying this, I'm, like, getting up and, uh, like, making motions to uh, Ayas and Asylan and uh, Chief Lunessa, like, let's get out of the pond. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, that is something to ponder. Yes. And I start, like, slowly backing out of the pool. As you rise, suddenly an overwhelming smell of lavender and sage oh. overwhelm your senses. Make me a wisdom save. Oh, wisdom's my best one. Oh, no, it's not. Thirteen. A effect comes over you, a mental effect, similar to calm emotions. Okay. And you feel safe in this pool. Like you'd like to take a seat again. So I, I like start to waters. sit back down like, you know, okay, maybe, maybe it's not so bad. And maybe, the, maybe take a point. The rest <laughs> of you, all you saw was like a flicker of her left hand <gasps> in the water. Oh, no. Silent, stop this. I say surely it must be better <laughs> for us to mend the rift. 
But then, the forces, evil and malicious, who created the rift in the first place, wouldn't they be back to create another, more powerful rift later? Perfection is short-sighted and rarely attained. Would these forces not appear in the new world? If all we have is a seed, there is only hope, no despair. But who cuts down a tree only to take its fruit and attempt to bear a new seed? If there is a tree producing fruit, you tend it. When was the last time you ate, warrior? Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It's been a while. Say this evening, I ate of the land and of the trees. And it sustained you. As it always has. Imagine this world engorging a final meal that would make it stronger and continue it on. What I see as short-sighted is that this world must continue, that these inhabitants should deserve to have domain over land that they have only trodden upon, not helped. The gods gave us such gifts. The humans have spoiled it. We must start anew. To be clear, I'm not a human anymore. I just want to be clear about that. And what exactly are you? I speak in Celestial. I say I am an Asimar. (laughs) Give me an intimidation check. Yeah. I don't think I'm very good at intimidation, but it was a good roll. It's charisma-based. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 18. <laughs> Charismatic leader. She doesn't... She's not, like, quaking in her boots, right? She does kind of rise up a bit, hearing someone speak celestial, the mm. name... Like, the language of the architect, mm. right? Uh, and this other planar language right she says okay so be it back in common she says and you guys just saw like telnius's <sighs> eyes glow like golden and speak this archaic tongue that has never come out of his mouth before jeez and she back in common says so be it if you are who you say you are Then what is your opinion on the matter? I think that Silen is correct. We must mend the rift. To risk the lives and well-being of all creatures here currently is not worth the chance for oblivion in the material plane. Again, short-sighted I feel you are because you were not just renew 
the material plane, but all other planes that exist, the astral, the fey realm, and the abyss, they will be no more. And no longer will the gods' deaths grow new worlds, but instead, the universe must die. There is too much pain left over in this world. You call me short-sighted, she looks to Silent. But you have seen but the sliver of what this world is and what the worlds beyond hold. Do not tell me what it is my eyes see. I have not seen all that you have seen. But you speak of what we deserve. True. The oak may grow and dominate the land because it is strong. But we are not all oaks. Some of us are aspens. They do not grow because they deserve the spots they have. But they strive and struggle against the rock. They grow where it is inhospitable. And that is much of what we know. How do you expect to grow something in oblivion? Oblivion consists of nothing. And oblivion begets nothing. Actually, Ayas, oblivion does not necessarily beget nothing. I kind of scowl at her. Um... Amorite grows on the fringe of of oblivion. So and Amorite is what I use to create. Perhaps I'm not necessarily agreeing with you, but oblivion is not necessarily nothing. I get the sense that They are not looking to bring the lives of this land over to the next. I also get that feeling. Would that be the truth? And Lunessa actually speaks up and she says, with that same determination that has not failed on her face this entire mission, says, speak honestly. Because unlike those who hide in the midst of a veil There are some of us who are responsible for tending to the lives of others. There are families that I am responsible to. And if what you're saying is true, you wish to eradicate all of that? And y'all give me a perception check. Nat 20. Oh! Hell yeah. Damn! 19. 17. Total of 27. Damn. Shit. Yeah. um, Actually, all of you see as Lunessa speaks, there was a motion welling up on Darius, the the, Mm, satyr. satyr. Um, Her eyes kind of like well up, and you can see her hand go under the water and reach toward Belleth and you see as Bella's hand through the water reaches out and without looking at her or even like acknowledging her holds her hand and 
you can tell she's like trying to comfort, but none of that appears on Bellet's face. Like she's just silent in the presence of Salvara. And so Salvara, who does not see this, takes a deep breath in. And as she exhales, more lavender kind of emits from the pool. Not magically trying to do anything like it did to Telnius, but the the rest of you realize like just naturally the lavender scent over the warm waters does kind of like ease the tension um, of the conversation. And she says, it is true, but the words you use are wrong. When the gods create, they do not eradicate the creation stone or component. They transform the stone into something new and something better. What we know is all we have ever known. And to try to hold on to that forever feels ill will. What greater universe are we not creating by holding on to this one? What families am I responsible to that could survive in a better world in the next universe? Right, so, um, I think we're kind of just arguing for the sake of arguing at this point. I don't know what you want us to say, and it doesn't seem like what we're saying is much getting through to you, so where do we go from here? You have come at the end of a day. Let us all rest here in the grove. And we will make our decision in the morning what will be done with the rest of you. Think hard about these decisions. Because we may be able to correct the path of this world. What evidence do you bring? Evidence of our creator. Uh, Can I show her the Amorite? I pull out Amorite and I say... Yes, Oblivion does heed creation. Um, And I show the Amorite. um, And then I charge the Amorite, and you see Ulna, um, her eyes start to glow, and she um, flies around and circles her head. Um, But it is through creation, not destruction, that this power is harnessed. Roll me a persuasion with advantage. That's good. Okay. Uh, 16. Your friend called you a creator. Did Bartom create you? I do not understand. Bartom. Well, yes, but no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, 
Bartom leveraged the power I gave him, I am a recreation of myself. Um, and remind me, this is Nix's daughter, right? Or Nix's first creation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and when she says first creation, you realize like, oh, every god has a first created, mm-hmm. and you remember the stories of Victor being the first creation of Juneo. Right. And that these, the first created, are powerful beings. Right. Uh, they hold the longest lives, and they yeah. hold... So, like, as long as Nyx has been around, like, she's been around. So right. she's seen the world for a long time. Like, that oh. computes in your brain the longevity of her existence. So then she would know... Okay, do you recognize the the name the architect? The name Thesla. Yeah, yes. Yes, of course. Then you know me. I am one in the same. I created Nix, who in turn created you. Radovine. That is my name. Yes, I know of the architect who stayed in Barda. Oranel served them for some time, tended their forests and gardens. They stayed in Barda as Victor cut down Nyx. I'm sorry. I have held a grudge for a long, long time. But to see you here as this, whatever it is you are, let us speak more in the morning. And she gets up from the pool and walks back toward Oranel and past him and just disappears into the aspen trees. Well, that went as good as I could have expected. Better. Yeah? I think we pulled an emotion out of them. Lunessa brings her hands to her face against the massage her temples. This, this is too much. How do we convince someone who's had their mindset for so long? And Belleth actually kind of looks around, looks at Darius and the, sees the fear on Darius's face and the autumn elf, she says, look, I wouldn't exist if, this is so weird to say, but if Nyx hadn't died, the Fey Realm would have never been created and all the happiness and joy that has come from that place and even spilled into this world at times would have never existed. And I... Because she died? Because Nyx died. And that created the Pharaoh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Continue. And the ones I serve, like Hathen still, who created the lineage from which I came, a fae amongst 
this world. I... Well... And she looks back to double-check that Selvara is away and that Ornell is consumed with his work. And she says, I do not think it would be wise for you to stay here overnight. If anything, it will give Selvara more time. And a tear falls from her eye to plan your demise. Well, we need... We need the green dragon. Can you help us? And she looks at Sprite, and Sprite's kind of like on her shoulder and kind of like given like a worried look as she, as Juniper is like drying her hair <laughs> and her wings. Look, I, I don't know if it's a good idea, Valith, but could we take them to Valserena? Bella says, Yeah. I feel as if something has gone wrong with Salvara's plan. Oh, that's like been walking around for hours. This was a mistake. Carlos didn't leave a map for me. I came here to the Feywild to find Taylor, and so far all I've done is find Cass and a Satyr and lose them both. So somehow I'm in the negative here. <laughs> now I don't even know where Cass, Carlos, or Taylor are. Uh, <laughs> uh, at least there's some berries growing here. Mm. These are good. I wonder what they're called. Maybe they should be called like hmm, Goodberry. <laughs> That's a stupid name. Hey, ho ho! What you doing there? Those are my berries. Oh, uh, hey, um, sorry. I will put the berries down. Please don't harm me. Look, just because I'm a little pixie doesn't mean I don't throw a couple punches when somebody takes my berries. All right, look, I am not looking for trouble. In fact, I'm looking for a lot of things, and trouble is not one of those things. <sighs> you smell like material plane. Explain your presence here. I, um, I befriended a wizard, a very powerful back alley wizard who took a good portion of my gold to send me here. Okay, for what purpose? Well, as the audience... Audience? As you... As, um... People who can hear us in the forest know, I'm looking for my friend Taylor. All right, uh, about yay high, uh, flowing brown hair, freckles across his cheeks, uh, well-built, played baseball in college... What are these words you say? Baseball and college. Are you a mage? No, no. Quite the opposite. In fact, if I had some magic, I might might not be in this predicament. You see, I'm lost. Oh, lost. Hmm. Well, 
If you're looking for another material plane dweller trespassing here in the Fey Realm, perhaps I can help you for a price. And uh, what price might that be? Teeth. I love teeth. I don't have to chew on them. I love the sweet taste as they pop in my mouth. And I can suck on them for hours. <laughs> this is so fucked up. Um, you want teeth in payment for finding my friend? Yes, teeth. I want them now. I want all your teeth now. Oh, whoa, okay, okay. Get away from my face. <laughs> ah, get, get your fingers away from me. Oh, ooh. You can see that I have teeth from two feet away, all right? Six foot rule, all right? This is post-2020 stuff, all right? I don't understand any of that. Yeah, uh, it wasn't for you. Okay, look. If you help me find my friend Taylor, I have some of the worst teeth known to man, and I will I will gift you a few of my back molars. How does that sound? They've been causing me nothing but trouble. This guy doesn't know that they're all crowns. <laughs> they should pop off pretty easy. What'd you say? Oh, nothing. All right. Hmm. Looks like you got yourself a deal. If you're ready to go, follow me. All right. So, you come here often? No, no, not at all. I, I just told you it took a powerful wizard to send me to the Fey Realm from the Material Plane. Oh, yeah. Guess I forgot. Short-term memory loss. <laughs> One of the benefits, but also curses of us pixies. When you live forever in the Fey Realm, it's kind of nice to forget. I, I bet it is. What a horrible problem to have. Hey, we've been walking for a while. Mind telling me where we're... I am... I am endlessly falling. Oh my god, that damn fey pixie tricked me. Well, while I'm falling, I, I guess I may as well do some of these credits here. Today's episode featured Andrew, myself, as your danger mom, a.k.a. the DM. Uh, Taylor as Ias, Micah Jordan as Telnius, and Colin as Old Kowloon, and guest starring Micah Wright as Silent Theme song was composed by Sam Anderson, and our sound design was by Alex Danner. Today's episode featured songs by Ivan Dutch. Find a link to their Patreon in the description below. Make sure you head over to patreon.com slash chasmquest to support the Rowdy Boys and follow them on Instagram and Twitter at chasmquest. And head on over to chasmquest.com for links to our Discord, merch, and online wiki. New merch store is still in the works, so... Just know that our Etsy page is still down. But in the meantime, you can use your extra cash just laying around to buy some dice. Go to rollwithadvantage.com.au 
to find new collectible dice on sale. They have the Black Terezo Polyhedral, the Courting Intrigue Metal Polyhedral, and Garden at Giverney. Oh, shut up, you stupid pixie. I can't believe I'm still fall Like, I'm falling, but I could still see you. You're like 20 feet away. What is this thing? Oh, you've fallen in my despair pit. <laughs> okay, I'm just kind of like somersaulting, and it feels like there's zero Gs. I feel like I'm going to throw up pretty soon, so let me get this last one out. Use promo code STAYROWDY at FoundFamiliar. Dot com. Uh, that's promo code STAYROWDY, S-T-A-Y-R-O-W-D-Y. Or you could go to fondfamiliar.com slash chasmquest to get 10% off your next purchase. Whoa. And whoa. Um, I'm, I'm prone to anxiety myself and now despair. I feel really sad in this pit for some reason. So I would recommend the Seeming, a decaf Columbia roast, which whoa, has... Flavor notes of mandarin, orange, molasses, and butterscotch. Those things are all delicious. And if you subscribe, you could save 15% on the cost. Add that with the promo code and you've got a steal. Okay, that was the last spin. I'm going to hurl. Look, how can I get out of this pit, Pixie Man? <laughs> you have to become happy. You have to think of happy thoughts. Okay, that's kind of... It feels kind of fairy tale. I guess we're in the fae realm. So, uh, all right, y'all. One last thing. Go make me happy. Send a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Write just... Uh, write, Andrew, get out of pit. Anything. Just write anything. Just as long as you post a review, more people find our show. And nothing, nothing makes me happier. So, okay, before I throw up... Uh, go review us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you review, wherever you catch us, and uh, help get me out of this pit, please. All right, I'm going to toss you back to the episode. Damn you, Pixie! <laughs> you are on this floating platform inside this pool. Selvara has just kind of stormed off in a way. Ornell is holding the meditation to keep the island in the sky. And Belleth, the third and last Aspen that you have all met, she is amongst the pool with you, with Juniper, the little fae sprite. And Darius is to her right, and the rest of you are surrounding. Belleth has just said, there. I think something has gone wrong with Salvara's plan. She sounds like she's deep in grief. When you experience over a millennia of losing people you care about, I think it does something to you. Did uh, anyone else kind of get the feeling she was mad at me or something? Kind of seen that I way. could see that. Yeah. yeah. Lunessa is like scratching the back of her head. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Not, not, not with yeah. the architect. I mean, technically not with you, Lunessa says. Right. Uh, the past version of you. Right. Which what? Because <laughs> Lunessa's totally like, <laughs> uh, like out of the whole 
Yeah. That's also news to you, I guess, Silen. Yeah. As well, so. You're a god. Surprise. <laughs> the architect? Yeah. Um, anyways. You really are? Yeah, so I, cre- I created all of Anu and the deities, and then I died. And then um, noted that there needed to be some guidance, because clearly, you know, shit was getting crazy here with uh, Victor killing people and, you know, taking on the role of Karnos and everything. So I created Thessla, or myself reincarnated as Thessla, and then again died. He doesn't remember any of that part. And then uh, came back as Telnius the Grey. Um, but when I came back, I didn't know anything about my past lives. Well, uh, come in contact with the scion of Karnas, who then in turn kills me and drains me of all my power. But good thing he did because I then uh, remembered all of it. And now I was reincarnated again as Telnius the White. Um, and now I remember most of that stuff. It's kind of hazy, a lot of it. So, yeah. Like, Belith, Darius, and Lunessa just all have their jaws open. And, like, uh, I and put my hand on silent. I'm just like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. <sighs> and I pull out uh, the Amorite. I'm like, so this is what I'm made of. This right here, it's Amorite. It's like the godstone kind of and uh it can only be this is actually news to all of us can only be really made uh from the realm of oblivion right and i'm not saying right that was micah saying right Mm -hmm. and that dragon right there he made it last night oh yeah out of this stuff it was about like this big made the dragon now it's like pebble size my head hurts yeah me too yeah likewise Anyway, so I definitely don't think it's a good idea to just, I don't know, destroy all this. Not a good idea. Well, we can't let that happen. So no. do you have the power to just fix this? Not really. Uh, she I'm... said without a doubt that she has no plan on taking any life from this realm onto the next. Yeah. I asked if that was true. She said yes. Right. Yeah. I we can't... can't let that happen. I right. cannot let that happen, Lunessa says. And Belith comes back in. Well, look, like I said, something I think is going wrong with the plan. There's... There were already creatures on the island of Erulona, and many of them were fae. It was kind of an uninhabitable island. It once housed an elven tribe, but has since been overtaken by just wilderness after they died out. What elven tribe? Um, I believe it was the U tribe. Oh. But, um, after the last of them left that island, it has only been inhabited by uh, creatures of the wilderness and the fae, and, uh, well, that is where the Aspen then decided to hide Valserena. In the Fey realm, or on the Fey island? On the island, yes. In the material realm? 
Yes, it is the island that is now covered by the strange storm. Oh. In the middle of Lake Fainor. Great. Well, I mean, that's kind of where we were heading, so... But the dragon is no longer there? No, no, the dragon's being hidden there. The dragon is still there amongst that cloud and mist. Um, The village hidden in the mist. We sent three of our own of the Aspen tribe to Aralona. They were to enact and finish this plan of Selvara's. But we haven't heard any word back from the three that we sent. And anything that escapes that island has been transformed into something else. What do you mean? Um, there have been creatures that fly off the island. I think they used to be harpies, but they've been transformed into something different. I took down a harpy just last night. It was different. By all means of the species we're familiar with. It was leaking this black ichor. Yeah. So, the infusion of the necrotic energy and makeup of these new fey creatures tells me that something's going wrong with the experiment. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be making new, different things. It should be eradicating it? Mm. Erasing it? I don't know, but all I do know is that if we do have any time, we do not have much of it if we are to stop it. So we can't stop it from here? No. Sounds like we'll have to go to that island. And at this point, Belleth turns to Darius the satyr and she's kind of blushing a bit at this point and realizes that their hands have still been clasped together and like they've been out of the water (laughs) and so so Darius has been kind of blushing but Belleth looks over and just gets excited and says did you bring did you bring what I asked and Darius nods and she reaches into her satchel and pulls out a small ring. And it looks like the stone at the top is actually amorite stone. Hmm. And Bella says, oh, good, good, um, give it here. And so she takes it. And Belleth looks up and says, I was planning on going alone when Darius got here. But whoever is willing to help me, I want to stop what Salvara has started. You think that Amberite can seal the rift? I do not know. But what I do know is that I can use this stone to guide us away from here quickly. Okay. I'm in. I think we're in trouble if Silvara comes back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's definitely not a big fan of mine, so I'm with you for sure. It would look bad if all of us were gone. I thought if I just left, she might not notice for a while meditating, but you're right. And then Lunessa speaks up. And she gets out of the water and stands up. And she cracks her neck. I will take care of Selvara. 
You all go. I will hold her off. Are you sure? I've never been more certain in my life. Understood. Determination. Then it's settled. We'll go. And Lunessa, her, she brings out her hand, and you just see this magical flame appear, and she begins storming into the grove past the <laughs> meditating elf, and she is out for Selvara. Oh, nice. She dead. And Bella stands up in the pool and walks closer to you all and says, okay, let us hold hands, and she puts the yeah, ring I, on. I see. Well, hold on. Wait, wait. First, we have to teach you something. What? It's called the rowdy handshake. Here hands inside. Come on, everyone. Hands okay. inside. All right. Now. Oh, should I incorporate what I'm going to do with this? Absolutely. To of make course, a climactic yes. moment. Right. That'll be how we finish. Okay. Okay. So yeah. We start with fingers like this. Jelly fingers. They look fingers. like spirit. The spirit yep. fingers. Oh, spirits fingers. To jellyfish. Oh, my favorite animal. Jellyfish. Lick and each other's nostrils. Everyone, what? lean. Lick your nostril. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You like lick her nostril Why? before she can say anything. And then she's like, okay. And she turns over and licks Darius's nostril and like she mega blushes. <laughs> and then, then everyone at the same time chants, I think there's a little I bit of something rowdy, rowdy in the air. Did you get that? And then she whispers an incantation, puts her hand in the air, and a white light goes out and all five of you disappear from the pool. Hell yeah. You then... <laughs> For the listeners, Silent's face is not appreciated. Floored. <laughs> Absolutely floored. Silent is more confused that this has somehow worked. <laughs> As you disappear, you feel like your body has been torn into molecules. Telnius had recently experienced this Aboard Brim's ship. Maelstrom. Aboard Brim's ship, Leviathan, going to Maelstrom. Right. This is a teleportation spell, which seems to be guided by this ring. The spell ends, and the first thing you notice is just the putrid smell of decay. Your feet are on solid ground again, and it feels and looks dark around you, but a darkness you can feel how heavy it is. You hear strange muffled storm clouds, flashes of lightning every now and again. Breathing. As your vision comes into focus, you're standing on the island of Erilona amidst the chaotic storm that was started by the Scion and now has hung heavy over this island for three days. To give you your bearings a bit, you're standing on a circular stone slab If you step back a little bit, all five of you are standing in the circle. You look down, you see the image of the yew leaf, the image for the yew tribe. Four stone pillars surround you. And Aias, as you note this, 
you remember brushing your hand against the stone circle back in the Aspen tribe that was abandoned. The circle had within it chiseled an Aspen leaf. So you all are in this place, this strange place. Do we see a rift or any like break tear in reality? Not necessarily around you. Right now, it looks like a heavy, dark gray, black mist or fog around you that lays over this forest that you now find yourself in. As you look around, you have to rub your eyes a few times because the houses you see, the the buildings, you see ruins, but you also see flickering images of the buildings in perfect condition. So they're like juxtaposed against each other, like it's part of them are still there, but then it flashes back to ruin, flashes back to every Every five or six flickers, there suddenly is a storm of fire that takes over the images, each individual one you begin to realize that the ground is littered with burnt corpses. But similarly to the houses, they are flickering in and out of existence. Like like they're there and then they're not there, or they're, they're corpses, burnt corpses, and then whole corpses? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. So, Either. So they're not there, okay. and then coming back as full bodies, even sometimes standing and walking for mm. a split second, mm. and then back down again, as if captured here in multiple timelines. Hmm. What is going on here? This does not make any sense. Do you guys have any ideas? You're the magic guy. I don't know. Can I make an arcana check? Mm-hmm. 14. The best you can guess is that whatever it is the three Aspen elves are attempting is fucking with the Hmm. timeline of this place. Okay. Well, best I can guess is those elves are fucking with this timeline hard. We should uh, definitely stop this. Well, Bella said we don't have much time, so we should probably find this green dragon. Yeah, where, where to? And Belleth turns to Darius and is like, did you bring it? We'll need that now. And she nods and she pulls out um, a map of Erilona. And Belleth gives a little flame from her finger to give light over the map. And she says, We have teleported here, closer to the middle of the island, to the Pentra ruins. We need to head more northeast, up toward the Dregdem Temple. That is where Val- Valserena is being kept, and where the ritual is expanding the rift. Man, if we had more time, this island looks real cool. Love to explore it, but yes. don't. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yes, we must make haste. I think 
We must prepare ourselves, though, before we step off of this stone slab. From what I know of what's going on, once we step off of the slab, we too may be affected by what's happening here. Um, so what can we do to combat that? I'm saying just be prepared for what might come. We're going to have to move quickly. Keep your mind sharp. I look up at the sky. What does the sky look like? Yeah, give me a perception check. Seven. (laughs) Again, it's like you're looking through layers of of black mist and cloud. It's like staring straight into a storm cloud, but you're in the storm cloud. All right. Um... Which way is north? You actually have a compass. Do you remember? I do remember that. <laughs> From season one. Oh, and I reach into my satchel and I pull out this compass that I got from Lumen. Wipe off the dust. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, you blew it right into my face. Come on. We don't don't stand so close. That was really gross. (laughs) I'm not licking your nostril again. Fine, I'll lick yours. I will. What? 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 (laughs) And I'm just looking at this compass. Is it spinning? And suddenly you hear a voice. Who's licking whose nostrils? (laughs) Uh, Juniper, you're here? Yeah, I I hung on for good measure. (laughs) Oh, great. Sorry, yes. uh, You look at the... You look at the compass, and you are able to gauge what direction is north, with Belith holding that flame out for a little bit of light. God, I forgot I had this. Me too. (sighs) Looks like north is that way. We should probably get moving. Let's go. Um, Yes. Here. And Belith hands Darius the ring, puts it on her hand. They blush again. And she says, look, you and Juniper... I don't want you leaving this circle. I need you both to stay safe, okay? And they both kind of nod, understanding. If we don't return and things look bad, use the ring again and plead with Salvara to make things right. And Darius looks up. Oh, okay. And Juniper, like, starts crying, and she's like, Be careful, Belleth. I'll miss you if you're gone. Don't talk like that. It'll be okay. And she leans down and hugs Darius and gives her a kiss on the cheek. And then turns around and draws her bow and arrow. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. All right, so you step off of the stone slab? Yes. 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 It is like there was already a stench of decay. As you step off of the platform, you feel your feet crunching against the burned ground. But at times it's not burned. It's just eroded or decayed. And at times it's bright green. As you step on it, you kind of activate this weird rift Illusion. So as you step, it's like black to fire to green. And then next step, same thing as you continue forward. As you begin to walk through the corpses following the compass northeast, 
you see strange creatures begin to look up from the corpses on the ground. Their heads are almost like, almost looks like a leafless bush, like a collection of branches. But the rest of their body is sparkling with cosmic energy. And they kind of look up from these corpses and begin to look around and watch you. They have bright white eyes and they just watch you go from left to right. And as you pass by, you suddenly see them grab within the corpse and pick up. The corpse stays on the ground, but you can see a spirit or a soul pick up from that body and it begins to drag it away. Oh, and, fuck that. Oh, fuck that. So fuck. And you see more of these popping up, the dozens of bodies around you. And sometimes the head will pop up and it'll pop down. And the same one will pop up in another corpse nearby, just watching you, th- hmm. you four walking by. Tesla's beard. That is terrifying. Sorry, your beard. My uh, beard. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm still processing this. Gosh, we gotta hurry. Please go yeah. a little. Maybe just go a little faster. Yeah, let's keep going. As you quicken your pace to get out of these ruins, away from these poor souls who lost their lives to the burning of 33 BP, you suddenly hear, No! 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 As you look over to see what is happening, the spirit that's been lifted out of one of the bodies suddenly pulls two blades. Their head is a chaotic flame of purple and blue and cosmic energy <laughs> as the two knives stab into the chest of the creature that was dragging it away. You just see them wrench the blades downward and exploding this creature in a cosmic blast. <laughs> it then turns towards your group the face still nothing but flame the cosmic colors seems to be staring straight at Ayas and she begins sprinting toward you give me a dexterity saving throw wait 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 god actually as she gets closer to you you do notice that they are two kukris two kukris go ahead roll it 22 Nice. She lunges at you and brings both of her kukri blades down. How do you defend yourself against this attack? I pull Vanessa from my sheath and I reach the blade up and on the left outside of the kukri in her right hand as I make a side-sweeping motion and both those kukris go down and into the ground. As you do this with your blade and you go to raise your right hand, you realize the compass is in your hand and suddenly the head turns toward the compass and a voice says, You stole, stole that, that from, from my daughter. daughter. This was a gift. And she raises the kukris again and stands before you, standing back, keeping them both aimed at you and your group. Tell, Tell me, where, where is my, my daughter? daughter? Who is your daughter? My daughter is Lumen. Lumen, Lumen you. you. 